0: chapter 10, a rich young man had approached Jesus and asked him what he needed to do to inherit eternal life, and because Jesus loved him, he told him to sell all that he had and to give to the poor and to come follow him. And that young man couldn't do it. He loved his great possessions, so he left sad. And for some of us reading that story, it might be a little hard to understand how telling a guy to sell all that he had was Jesus loving him, testing him, maybe, challenging him, sure. But what's loving about telling this guy to sell all his stuff? Oftentimes, when reading this passage, we find ourselves drawn into conversations about how, well, it's not having money. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil, and we try to find ways to justify how this might apply to people with these extreme amounts of wealth, but just for us averagely wealthy people, as practically all Americans are, that it's maybe not as applicable for us, but that's missing the point. For that, we need to go beyond where the story of the rich young man ends, with him leaving sorrowfully, and see what Jesus said next, because his decision not to sell what he had and follow Jesus. That was the real tragedy because Jesus is so good. What would have happened next if he had would have been so much better. In Mark chapter 10, beginning with verse 23, and Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. with persecutions and, in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. What would have happened if that rich young man had sold all of his possessions to give to the poor and came and followed Jesus? His life would have become a hundred times That's what Jesus said, because that's how good the kingdom of God is, the reign of God in our lives is, the meaning, the purpose, the fulfillment, the peace, the joy that it produces is so much greater than what earthly wealth could ever accomplish as Peter acknowledged that there among Jesus' disciples were many people who had just left everything to follow him, almost seeming like he's looking for a pat on the back. Jesus makes clear, like, and you benefited from that. There's nobody that leaves all of these things behind for me that doesn't end up receiving a hundredfold. And Jesus didn't just say, in heaven someday when you die. He said, now, in this present the relationships that you experience with other followers of Jesus, the homes that you get welcomed into, the love that you receive, the purpose and meaning that becomes a part of your everyday life when you are completely devoted to following Jesus, when you see everything in your life as being for him, there for his use, however he directs, it is so much better. Now it still has persecutions. It's not an easy life. Jesus doesn't preach a prosperity gospel that as long as you give enough to the church, you'll never have trouble. In fact, he teaches the opposite. He assures us it will be hard. But that's why part of our hope is still for the age to come. When that life that is so abundant now becomes eternal and we share in life in God's presence forever. This is what that young man missed out on. And a
1: lot of people would a lot of us stop ourselves with what we can see with the world as we know it now and we can't imagine anything beyond that. And usually the more earthly advantages we have, the harder it is for us to imagine things could be any better than they are. So Jesus said, the first will be last last will be first. It's hard for the rich. It's hard for the powerful. It's hard for the comfortable to enter God's kingdom. But it's not impossible. It's impossible for us not for God. As we know Jesus, as we know that he's truly good, then we can come to recognize that it is worth it to follow, whatever the cost. Because wherever he leads us, even when it's hard, even though we'll still have problems and we're still hurt, where he leads us is still so.